0: Cool. we will kick things off. Well, welcome everyone to our weekly Chisel live chisel chat. Uh, we kicked these off about a month ago, actually. Um, they're you know, kind of our, a way to connect, you know, all of our customers um, to the Chisel team and kind of talk about topics that um, kind of relate to as marketers. Um, to kind of the changing dynamic that we're in, and kind of how we can take advantage of it, as well as um, be able to create strategies um, to make sure we're running, you know, digital advertising campaigns successfully. Um, so these are every Tuesday um, at noon Mountain Time. It's just a quick twenty minutes of myself and then someone else on the chisel team to dig into kind of different channels, um, tactics, and strategies. Um, that you can use in the Chuzzle platform. So today, um, we have Julie joining. um, First to introduce myself, I'm Megan, I'm head of marketing at Chuzzle, and really excited to have Julie here, if you want to introduce yourself, Julie.
1: Sure. Um, Hi, I'm Julie Pfeiffer. I'm a product manager at Chuzzle. I've been in digital advertising in one way or another for about 10 years, um, three of which have been at Chuzzle. Prior to my product manager role, I was on the client experience team and then on the technical support team. So I could feel your pain.
0: Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, so let's dig into video advertising. Um, Do you want to kind of first lay the ground of like what channels are included in kind of video advertising
1: yeah so i mean i think the the one that we see the most often um is in-stream video which is often um you know referred to as pre-roll so those like 15 second videos that you might see before um some content that you were wanting like were seeking out um, So those are often pre-roll. There can be some mid-roll and some post-roll, but they do often take the form of pre-roll. There is also occasionally some in-banner video. So you might see like a display ad unit, so maybe a 300 by 600 that can play a video inside it. Um, Those can be really effective to promote maybe a new TV show. And then um, some that is kind of newer these days is outstream video. So if you're reading an article and, you know, you're in between paragraphs and then all of a sudden this video unit, like, appears out of nowhere, um, that's outstream video or also known as native video. Awesome.
0: Um, Where are, I think, when we think of video, we think of, you know, specifically just like YouTube, like, that's the only video source, but, like, their videos can show anywhere. Um, What, where are these videos placed?
1: Yeah, they can be, you know, like you said, in a lot of places. I mean, I um, I worked at a major news publisher for a long time. So I immediately think of the video content that that website was producing. So they were producing original um, content, everything from like, you know, a, a season recap of Mad Men before the new season. So that would be, a you know, a six minute original video, but there would be a 15 second pre-roll before it. Um, those in street, or sorry, the outstream videos that I mentioned can be in an article that you're reading. Um, those are the two most common examples that come to mind outside of YouTube. Um, you know, sometimes if you like navigate to a page, you might see the content like ESPN right at the beginning. They'll show a video of, you know, a recent event right there and it might start to play initially. It should, without sound but they you know they're in content that's been professionally produced especially like in major sites yeah
0: yeah i know i notice it quite a bit on business insider and like mashable and all of those they kind of intertwine you know text based you know articles with video and Mm -hmm. um those video placements are available in their kind of the stream of the content that they're producing um moving on to my next question how do you how have kind of you seen as well as like any of our customers um how they have adapted um their video messaging um during the changes that you know kind of our culture is facing with covid
1: Yeah I mean we're obviously living in unprecedented and historic times um and people have had to pivot and they've had to pivot quite quickly Um, I know personally in my little zip code I'm seeing a lot of restaurants change their messaging um, from something like come dine with us to here are curbside pickup options and delivery options on a more kind of national scale. um, Two really interesting examples come to mind. One is um, we're working with a tourism board for um, a state and the the state was planning a, a campaign to hey come visit our state and now that that messaging has changed to you know what, we all need to stay home right now, but but we this beautiful state we will be here for you when we get back. And it's just it it was a very moving message, and I think a very effective one. Um, another one that I've seen, recently that actually brought tears to my eyes was uh, Nike. You know they're known for their incredible creative messaging, and they did a montage of athletes working out in their homes. Um, and, the, you know, they said, here's to all the, the backyard sprinters and the people doing pushups in their hallways. And they're like, we may not be performing for crowds right now, but we're getting ready for it or something, something to that effect. And I'm like in tears right now, just thinking of it. It was so perfectly done. I thought of, um, especially all of my coworkers who I know are, you know, doing all the home workouts. I've, I've yet to fully develop that habit, but, um, I know a lot of my coworkers are really good at taking advantage of all the online and at home workouts and, And it was great how Nike actually brought, kind of lumped everybody together, all the home athletes with all the pro athletes and and said, you know, we're all in this together. So that seems to be a really common theme is we're all in this together and we're going to get through this together.
0: Yeah. That Nike ad, um, is, I mean, they're going to win awards for that one because so well he, well, done and I think like when we look at at a bigger level like and the American Marketing Association um, or the National Advertisers uh, Association um, put out a study and more than like 90% of the respondents have actually noted that they have changed their messaging which is I mean shouldn't be a surprise to any marketers but I think it's definitely a testament of how quickly Um, strategies and you know even you know messaging and landing pages need to adjust in this current you know kind of new normal or you know the culture that we're in today what do you think um, is something that marketers should keep in mind when as a whole just running video advertising
1: um, I think you know a big thing with video is that it is definitely an awareness play. This is something for reach. It's very top of the funnel. It's you know get your brand out there or your new product or um, it's not a, a, a tactic to uh, convert people or move people you know down the funnel to a purchase. But it's really great at getting the word out. Um, you're reaching an engaged audience. I mean, people are watching pre-roll before a video that they really want to get to. So they're a very captive audience. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's a, a great way to get creative with your ban- brand message and really leave a lasting impression, just like that Nike ad that we just mentioned. Yeah, I think. But yeah, you know. the biggest takeaway, sorry. The biggest takeaway is really, it's, a, it's an awareness play for sure.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it's really about that brand building, you know, especially now building um, the brand recognition and then, you know, looking in, you know, future months when kind of spending behaviors kind of adjust, keeping your brand top of mind. And, you know, maybe I'm not buying Nike shoes today, but when it comes around to, you know, when I do need a new pair, like, yeah, I'll buy some Nike shoes because of that app. It very well. Yeah, totally.
1: And that, the, 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 um, tourism board mentioned that I mentioned, um, I, you know, that particular state it's, uh, we have to, you know, it's that one's still like in the progress. So we're going to keep yeah. the, the tourism board unnamed, but I'd never thought of visiting that particular state before. It's not, you know, it may not be like the most visited state for tourism, but it's beautiful. And seeing this ad, I was like, yeah, I, I really should go to that state. And they're, you know, they're concerned for my welfare. They want me to stay here. Um, and so it really, it was a, a great way to, to introduce myself to that, that brand, that state as a brand and really leave a lasting impression.
0: Yeah. I think those lasting impressions, especially with, you know, brands that, you know, or have been hit kind of with, you know, the stay at home orders, like mm-hmm. how do you build a brand now that can last you, you know, in months to come? And I think that yeah. tourism example is, you know. A really creative way for um a travel brand to adjust their creative quickly and you know a lot of the assets they had in the video were you know stuff they already you know b-roll that they already had and um just recording a new kind of voiceover totally changes the um the message and the marketing um it's kind of talking about Just something that marketers should be aware of. I've seen, you know, a fair amount of what I would say like bad actors when it comes to like targeting videos of, you know, whether it's fake news or, um, I guess, misinformation related to, you know, COVID 19 treatments or just trying to be a little bit more opportunistic such as like targeting healthcare or whatever so what are some things that marketers should be aware of so they don't kind of like fall into this bucket of kind of bad actors targeting videos that um shouldn't really be targeted
1: yeah totally well one great thing about um you know the video inventory that's available in choosel is that especially with the top publishers that content is all professionally produced it's not user generated um, so you're, you know, you're aligning yourself with really great content. I think that's always a, a great suggestion. I know there's an article in the support center in general about how to um, avoid, you know, questionable inventory, and it's a lot of the same practices, like um, review for anything that might be um, having like high CTRs. Those same, those same um, inventory practices that we do about like setting your own whitelist and you know, setting a block list and then choose also does a block list on the other end. A lot of those practices will, will help there. Um, and just being cognizant of, of your targeting options. Like if you are um, targeting health segments, making sure that they're, you know, really good quality segments. I, as I know, especially with the health segments, those are all very stringent. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, I, I know like reviewing your messaging, making sure it's clear. Um, do you have any other thoughts there, Megan?
0: No, I think those are all like really great. I think you know when we um, think of like video content as a whole, especially you know where your ads are being placed in kind of professionally generated um, content. I think that's like first and foremost. Whereas like if you were to go to YouTube directly, like a lot of that content is user generated, and your ad could be placed in you know. In the same kind of role as you know something that is you know maybe your brand doesn't want that alignment um, mm-hmm. so being able to have that control um, I think is really important especially during this time when kind of messaging and you know the just cultural environment around the news um, can shift really quickly and you don't want that brand alignment
1: um, to your, totally.
0: you know like not helpful messages so
1: yeah and I know that um, we do a lot of work at Choosal behind the scenes to make sure that any kind of questionable sites that might be considered fake news, although I'm not the biggest fan of that term, yeah. but that we are, we are blocking those just in general across Choosal anyway.
0: Yeah. Not well, that's worried. great. Um, I wanted to open up and see if anyone had any questions. Um, you can navigate to the like, chat feature on the bottom of your screen and chat in a question. Um, Julie and us to answer. Uh, Julie, so the first question that we have is related to CPMs for video. Um, What is the kind of benchmark for CPMs?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, generally, I've, I've kind of a rule of thumb that I've found to be effective is for, and this is not connected TV, these are like kind of pre roll CPMs take your typical display CPM, um, you know, that might be like three or $4 and add 10 to it. So that's generally a safe bet. Um, If for your display campaigns, let's say your general bid is around like $3 for category targeting and maybe five for data segment targeting, it's the same thing with video, but add that $10. So it would be $13 for category targeting, 15 for um, data segment targeting, you know, and a corresponding increase for retargeting. Um, there is a minimum base bid required for video and that's to make sure that you're going to win enough inventory to participate so you're going to need to do at least a six dollar bid or else the system is going to kick you back awesome um it's
0: like what are the like type of like placements um and like time
1: wise um that's a great question yeah so um there are primarily 15-second slots, 30-second slots, and 60-second slots. Um, generally, those 15-second video um, lengths are going to give you a lot more optionality because you can bid on the 15-second sl- slot, the 30-second slot, and the 60-second slot, whereas if you have a 30-second video, you can only bid on inventory that's 30 seconds and longer. Um, so we definitely recommend you know, really those 15-second videos. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great way to, you know, kind of if you have the ability to do options um, of lengths, you know, starting with one that's 15 seconds and then one at 30 seconds and then one at 60 seconds, um, kind of gives you, I guess, the most, you know, chance at, you know, bidding on quality inventory. Well, cool. I think those are all of our questions. Um, Thank you, everyone, for and thank you, Julie, for tuning in for our live Chisel chat. Um, Tune in next week. I'll be chatting with a member of our product team, talk about campaign performance and data. Um, So next week on Tuesday at noon, um, we'll be right here. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh